We're in a phase of very rapid energy shifts on the planet, and these changes can impact our bodies in painful ways, otherwise known as ascension symptoms. In this video, you'll learn the energy understanding of what ascension actually is, then we'll get into the top two symptoms of ascension that are occurring right now and why they're happening. And then I'll share five powerful tips that you can use in your everyday life to help alleviate your ascension symptoms and return your body to balance and vitality. Coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. This is Christina Lopes, the heart alchemist here to help you open your heart, heal your past and live with purpose. Quick reminder that we have free supplemental workbooks with all of our videos. Those workbooks are great for homework questions and prompts that'll help you go deeper on the content that we discuss in this video. Click on the link below to download that free workbook after watching this video. On to part one of the video, what is ascension? So we talk a lot about ascension in spirituality communities, but we rarely go into the energy details of what it actually means. So in a simple way, ascension means that your physical avatar or your physical body or what's known as your lower self begins to ascend energetically means it goes up in vibration and it starts to welcome, accept, and hold more light within it. Okay. So another way of looking at ascension is that in, in, during ascension, the human avatar begins to embody higher concentrations of light. Okay. Now, in order to understand how the body actually does this, you have to be, uh, you have to remember one important term that, that is always important when talking about ascension, and that is the light quotient or LQ. Okay. So the light quotient is your physical body's ability to house light. Okay. The higher your LQ, the higher your light quotient, the higher the capacity your body has to hold light. And during phases of ascension, your um, light quotient just keeps going up and up and up, which means that your body, your lower self has the capacity to hold more and more light. Now, how exactly does the body do this? How exactly does the LQ go up in your body? So let's go a little bit deeper on this. And it usually follows a few steps. So I'm going to, I'm going to share three steps with you that are very very common, um, to kind of simplify this process of ascension. The first one is cell purge. Okay. So think of your body is composed of about 40 trillion cells, 40 trillion cells. That's how many cells you have in your body. And think of your beautiful cells as sentient beings. Okay. Think of them as actual independent sentient beings that live together in a community called your body. And in this step one of, of the ascension process, those cells, they've been carrying a lot of energy from your past, from wounds, from everything that's happened to you on earth from this lifetime and lifetimes before, because your body remembers past life experiences also. Okay. And so during processes of ascension, the first thing that needs to happen is the cells need to make room for the new to come in. And so how does it, how do they do that? It purges. So you can think of cell purging much in the same way that you would think about deep cleaning your house, you know, like spring cleaning or whatever it's called. Okay. So in order for your home, for you to bring in new furniture, for you to bring in new art pieces, if you want to redecorate your house, you got to clear out the old and clean up the space. And that's exactly what the cells are doing. They literally 
purge out old energy, anything that's dense that no longer serves you. You can also think of this kind of like the act of vomiting, you know, like when you throw up, your body's just getting rid of something that's not good for you. And the same thing is happening during cell purge. The cell is literally all 40 trillion cells are literally releasing lower, denser energy that no longer serves you. The second step in the, in the ascension process is now that the cells have released all of this junk that, that they were holding onto, now what's left is what's known as spaciousness. Okay. So now the cells are in this beautiful place where they've just done a bunch of cleaning out and now they're open and spacious and ready to receive. Okay. So the second step is the cell now opens up and becomes more ready to receive. And then in step three, then the cells start to intake more light. Okay. So the spaciousness that was created by the purging now allows more light to come into the cells and not only more light, but that light will also imbue the cells themselves. So they can start to become more resilient, more able, not only to receive the light, but also hold the light because you can't really maintain yourself in a higher vibration. If your cells, if your human avatar doesn't have the capacity to sustain light, not just hold on to it for a little bit, but sustain it, um, throughout the rest of your life. And so this intake, this step number three is a really important process of, of the ascension. And now when you're looking at these three steps, you can understand why it's normal for us to have physical symptoms during ascension. Another way to see to seeing this step three of, of, of the cells intaking more light is the, when, when your cells intake more light, the more concentration of light you have, the faster something vibrates. Okay. So pure, higher energy vibrates at a higher frequency. And so when this light enters your beautiful body, your cells begin to vibrate at a higher frequency than ever before. Okay. So that's another great way of looking at ascension and how it affects your body. Now, before we go further, I want to leave a little side note on Ascension. That's really important. Okay. So ding, ding side note here. And that is the side note is that Ascension isn't always a continuous process. Okay. So a lot of times people think that, well, they have their spiritual awakening and they just start ascending in this linear way and it just keeps going and going and going. That's not really how Ascension, um, phases occur because, uh, moments of Ascension or phases of Ascension can be particularly hard on the body. The soul and your higher self are very conscious of how much the body, the physical body can take. And so usually what ends up happening is Ascension occurs in phases or what's known as Ascension points. Um, I like to use the term Ascension points. And that's when your soul, your higher self, they're feeling into the physical body and they're, they're seeing that the body is ready for another ascension phase. So they trigger the ascension phase at these ascension points, your body goes into a process of ascension and then it plateaus a little bit. And then you go on with your life, you do your thing, your body gets used to the new concentration of light because the body needs time to habituate to new concentrations of light. And so you go on your, your, um, your Ascension symptoms decrease, you stabilize a bit, you go on with your life, you do your thing. And then maybe a month or six months or two or three years down the road, your soul triggers another Ascension phase and you go up uh, again in energy. It's really important that the soul 
does this because if the soul were constantly bombarding us with, um, with ascension, our bodies would not be able to withstand the pressure of ascending. Your physical body does an enormous amount of work to be able to ascend energetically. It's the hardest part of us to change. It's the slowest part of us, us to change is the physical body, the part of us that's matter. And the soul is very conscious of that. And it would never do anything to harm the physical avatar because that's the soul's temple. And so the soul is always checking in, pacing the, the ascension phases, making sure that the body is ready for the ascension phase when it triggers it. On to part two of the video, the two symptoms, ascension symptoms happening right now. So I'm going to share these top two that are happening right now, but it doesn't mean that this is an exhaustive list. There can be a ton of other symptoms that you're going through, but these are the two that I've been finding that are very, very present right now in so many people, including in myself. So I want to talk about them. Okay. Give you some information on that. The first one that's most common right now at this moment is muscle inflammation. Okay. So this can feel like it's a muscle inflammation that the muscles feel very tender. They feel very inflamed. They feel tender to the touch. They feel tight, exhausted. Uh, um, another uh, kind of uh, metaphor for this type of pain is that it feels like your muscles are on fire. They're, the inflammation feels very fiery. Okay. Now this is, this is going on, especially in places where there is energy blockages or where the energy is harder to purge or harder to move. Okay. So for you, it could be, you could be having this type of inflammation, this muscle inflammation pain in your lower back. You could be having it in your chest, in your stomach, it, in your legs. It can literally be anywhere. For me, it's been affecting me particularly here in the, in the trapezius muscle, shoulder area and the neck area. And, but for other people, it's been different. But the point is that this symptom is it's, it's a very kind of inflammatory, fiery kind of symptom. And it's going to happen as the energy, the light is moving through your body. If it catches any denser areas that are having a hard time releasing, it's going to, it's going to kind of push into those areas. And that can cause this kind of, of muscle inflammation or tenderness in your muscles. This symptom of muscle inflammation really reminded me when I started to feel it, it really reminded me of my Kundalini awakening. So this kind of pain can actually be very similar to the muscle pain that you can feel if you're having a challenging Kundalini awakening, very, very similar pain. Now, if you, if you don't know if you're having a Kundalini awakening or whatever it even is, I shot a video on that and I'll leave links in the description box below. So you can go deeper on that after watching this video to see if you're having ascension symptoms, or maybe you're going through a Kundalini awakening. Now, the most important thing to remember here about this symptom is that your muscles are tender and inflamed because the new light that's coming in is kind of coming face to face with areas of your body where, where denser energy is housed. That's having more difficulty to be released. Okay. So that's where the tenderness is coming in. It's just the energy coming into those areas and having a little bit of time clearing out the blockages. Okay. So, so just remember that. Cause when I talk about the tips later on the, all the tips are going to be kind of to help really alleviate the tenderness in the best possible way. Okay. On to symptom number two, and that is mental agitation. Now this one, this can be a really challenging symptom to go through. And I, I work with a lot of people when I'm working with, with coaching groups and, you know, when we're going through, um, 
coaching and, and shifts and helping people move energy. The mental agitation part of, of Ascension is one of the most difficult things for people to deal with. They would actually sometimes much prefer dealing with physical, actual muscle pain than they would the mental agitation. And it's because we're so used to being identified with the mind that when the mind starts to get agitated, we start to freak out. Okay. So this is, this is a hard, sometimes a hard Ascension symptom that's very, very prominent and it's happening right now. Okay. Now, what is this mental agitation? What do I even mean by this? Mental agitation means that people are experiencing right now very disjointed thoughts, the thoughts that are random, thoughts that are all over the place, thoughts that are sometimes even dark or violent or, or make absolutely no sense. They have this really heavy energy to them and they're all over the place. You can feel like your mind is all over the place. Some people literally start to question whether they're losing their marbles <laughs> because their mind is just random thoughts all over the place that have nothing to do with what you're focusing on in your present everyday life, your mind is just off doing some kind of Hollywood horror story. <laughs> and so that's very, very common right now. And we need to go into understanding why this mental agitation, why we're having thoughts that make no sense, that are totally disjointed, that are all over the place. There's a reason for this happening right now. And I want to go into that. So it'll help kind of calm you down if you're feeling any kind of, of anxiety around your mind freaking out a little bit. A little side note here before I get into the reason why this mental agitation is happening. And the side note is that the mental agitation is common to happen when you're about to fall asleep or when you're first starting to wake up early in the morning. Okay. So, so test this in your life. If this is happening, it's most common for it to happen in those times of the day, but your mind could be freaking out throughout the day too. But just pay attention and see if you happen to be having this mental agitation more right as you're falling asleep and as you're waking up. Okay. So that's a little side note I wanted to leave uh, here. Now let's get into the reason why this mental agitation is happening. Okay. So when we were talking about ascension, we were talking about how your body has about 40 trillion cells. Each one of those cells is a sentient being. And in the process of ascension, the first thing that the cells do is they start to purge out old energy. Well, one thing to keep in mind is that your brain has cells also. They're called neurons. They're specialized cells that are a little bit different from other cells in the body, but they're cells nonetheless. You have about 100 billion of them in your mind. That's about the, the same amount of stars in the, in the Milky Way galaxy. That's how, that's how many neurons you have. Now these neurons, imagine when the neurons start to purge, what's going to end up happening is you're going to have, end up having this mental agitation because neurons, they, when they connect to each other, that's how thoughts are formed. Thoughts are formed through the communication between these 100 billion neurons and these neuronal networks that they set in your brain. So when these cells start to purge, imagine 100 billion neurons purging, it could lead to this kind of disjointed, um, unfocused type of thoughts because now your cells are more, your neurons are more preoccupied with purging and they're taking a little break from their normal kind of communication and congruent thoughts. Okay. And so that's essentially what's happening in the process of your neurons, releasing old energy, these disjointed thoughts can come through and your mind can be a little bit more agitated out of balance all over the place. You can lose focus, but really when I'm talking about mental agitation, it's not really like mental fogginess or losing your focus. 
focus. It's more about disjointed, sometimes dark, sometimes dense, negative thoughts popping up in your mind out of nowhere um, with a high frequency throughout the day. That's what I refer to when I'm talking about mental agitation, it's not so much like a lack of concentration or anything like that, because those things can be due to other aspects of your awakening. But specifically for this symptom that I'm talking about, it's more a negative thoughts, darker thoughts that are coming up all over the place that make no sense to you sometimes. And they're coming up be precisely because these neurons are in the state of purging. Now, one of the reasons why the mental agitation can be higher as you're falling asleep and as you're waking up is because this is the phase of the day where your subconscious mind is allowed to come up and the conscious mind isn't controlling it anymore. So as you're falling asleep, your conscious mind is going offline. As you're waking up, your conscious mind is just starting to come online. And in the middle of those two timeframes, your subconscious mind is really coming to the forefront. And that means that because your subconscious mind houses your, your strongest beliefs, your past trauma, past painful experiences, all the things that have happened to you, all the things that you believe about life. Well, during this purge, that subconscious mind is going to throw up, kick up a lot of stuff that you may not have even realized was housed in the subconscious mind. And that can also lead to agitation. Now, one of the reasons why the most important reason why this mental agitation symptom tends to be one of the most problematic for people is because when people are having these kind of disjointed thoughts, when their minds are all over the place, what ends up happening is it really scares them. Okay. And so when they start to have the mental agitation, they will start to get scared and the emotion fear will increase in their body. And guess what? Fear makes ascension symptoms worse. <laughs> okay. So that's why people end up freaking out when they have this particular symptom is because now they're scared. They're afraid they start to get anxious and all of the fear building up in their body really makes the ascension symptoms worse. Why? Because your body is pulling up into a pure higher frequency energy. And the more you emit fear, the more you're pulling your body back down. Fear is a very dense emotion. And so you end up, you end up setting up this tug of war inside of your body between your body, pulling you up into ascension and, and you emitting fear, holding it down. There's this tug of war that's, that's, uh, that's going on in your body. Okay. So from here on in, remember, this is going to be important for you to remember when we talk about the tips too that when you're going through ascension symptoms, the more fear or freaked out you're feeling, the worse the ascension symptoms will get. Okay. On to part three of the video, the helpful tips to, to help you get through these ascension symptoms right now, I'm going to share with you my top five. And the first one that I want to get into is uh, decreasing fear. Okay. So decrease fear. So it's kind of a continuation of the conversation that we were having before where I was talking about how fear really makes ascension symptoms worse because it's a dense emotion and it's pulling against your, your ascending energy. And so tip number one, decrease fear, the calm. Remember this, remember, this is going to be so important for you to remember moving forward with any, any time your soul triggers ascension phases for you. 
The calmer you are, the calmer, the more at peace you are, the faster you get through the ascension symptoms and the easier it'll be to get through the ascension symptoms, okay? So how do you decrease fear? The rest of the, the tips that I'm gonna share in this video will help by themselves to decrease fear, but I wanted to leave one special uh, uh, trick here that I love to use that it decreases fear in the body and agitation pretty quickly, and it's gentle touch, okay? so self self-touch. Um, so gentle self-touch works really well. You can just take a nice deep breath. You can focus on breathing, nice deep breath. And then you just literally start stroking your body nice and slow, almost like, um, almost like a parent would stroke their child if they're upset or they're crying in the same way, really treat your body in that very gentle way. Gentle touch, gentle touch to the skin helps to release relaxation hormones and that'll kind of balance out the fear and calm your system down and calm that, that fight or flight response that you're having in the body. Okay. So just gentle touch, very gentle touch. You could pair it with deep breathing to even make it more effective. And just that alone will help decrease uh, fear in your body. Tip number two is to increase fluid intake. Oh, this is so, so important. The more that you ascend, the more light your body is channeling the more you need to increase your water intake because water is a conductor of energy. And so if you're going through any kind of ascension symptoms where, for example, I was talking about the muscle inflammation having to do with the light coming in and banging up against areas of your body where the, the energy is blocked, the more water you introduce to the system, the easier it'll be for the energy to circulate. Okay. So increase your fluid intake. Now I'm going to give you some recommendations on how to do that. So I have a base line of water that, that I drink. So I drink about two liters of pure water, just water. That's about half a gallon. If you're in the U S and you use different metric system. Okay. So two liters or half a gallon of water. That's my base that I drink in pure water every day, but that's not all that I drink. You may find, you know, two liters is not a lot. That's the base. Okay. And then I compound other fluids on top of that. So I'm going to give you a list of my favorite fluids that I just keep drinking throughout the day. A aside from the, from this baseline of two liters of water. Okay. So I drink green tea. Green tea is great for you. A wonderful way to get hydration, but also a lot of antioxidants in. I drink coconut water. Oh, ding, ding. Okay. So coconut water is your pro tip here. Pro tip coconut water. Coconut water is extraordinary during ascension symptoms because what it does, it not only hydrates you, but it balances your electrolytes. So coconut, pure coconut water is filled with electrolytes. So I'll drink coconut water, um, during the day also, uh, especially I'll increase that during ascension phases. Okay. So green tea, coconut water is your pro tip. Uh, I'll drink smoothies. So I make a smoothie every morning. I make a detox smoothie every morning. So that adds fluid. Um, I will drink, sometimes I'll drink decaf coffee. Um, I will drink vegetable juices. So I have a juicer at home and I will juice only vegetables. I don't like to juice water because of it, of the high sugar content. So I'll juice vegetables like fennel or cucumber or spinach. I'll juice all of this and I'll put it in my smoothie to add to that beautiful hydration of the body. Okay. So you see all of these different ways and all of this different ways of intaking fluid is on top of your baseline of two liters or half a gallon of pure water and then drink, you know, drink as much fluid as you possibly can. 
trying to stay away from too much caffeine, okay? This is a little extra pro tip that I wanted to leave here. During ascension phases, stay away from exaggerating on caffeine because caffeine will do a couple of things that may make the ascension symptoms worse, okay? One, caffeine is a natural diuretic. So if you're trying to stay hydrated and then you're pumping yourself full of caffeine, you're gonna be going to the bathroom more, releasing more water, which is precisely the opposite of what we wanna do. We want you to retain a little bit Bit more water during ascension phases. Okay. So, so caffeine will, as a natural diuretic, and you don't want to have a diuretic during ascension symptoms. Another thing that caffeine does is caffeine can agitate your nervous system. So if you're agitated already, you're feeling anxious, you're having trouble with these ascension symptoms, the more caffeine you add to the system, the more agitated you're going to be. Okay. So, so when you're going through an active ascension phase, try and decrease your caffeine, um, you know, to a point where maybe you're not intaking caffeine or just a tiny little bit, um, but keep that caffeine intake low so that you get through the ascension symptoms more quickly. Tip number three is to practice meditation. And it's a different type of meditation though. It's, it's what's called the cloud, what I call the cloud meditation, but this is really, uh, I don't even know what it's called. Uh, this is a meditation that I um, learned from a wonderful spiritual teacher that I adore, um, the, the Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh. He, he used to teach a lot, this meditation a lot. And so I love this meditation. And this particular cloud meditation that I'm, that I'm teaching you, this is, re this is a really great way to kind of alleviate the symptom of mental agitation. This is specifically for the mental agitation uh, symptom, okay? Now, what's the cloud meditation? The cloud meditation is very, very simple. You're just going to sit down and meditate meditation, close your eyes, focus on your breathing, and you're just going to allow the thoughts in your mind to just float by like clouds in the sky. Okay. I love this metaphor for, for meditation. Think of yourself, your multidimensional self as being the blue sky. Okay. You are the blue sky. And then everything that happens within that blue sky, those are just weather patterns. Those, those can be thoughts, emotions, and anything else going on. Okay. And so in this particular exercise, what you're doing is you're connecting to that blue sky part of you more. You're connecting to that expansiveness that you are. And then you're just observing the clouds go by without getting attached or identified with any cloud and the clouds correspond to your thoughts. Okay. So the blue sky doesn't get stuck on a white cloud. It doesn't get stuck on a tornado or a hurricane or whatever else, or a rain cloud. The blue sky just holds space and all weather patterns pass through with what Buddhists call equanimity. Okay. So there's no getting stuck on anything. And you could do the same thing when it comes to your thoughts. All right. So if you're having a disjointed, weird, dark thought, you don't have to get stuck on it. You don't have to make it mean anything. You could just sit there and let it float by without getting attached to it. This is called the cloud meditation. And you can do this for 10 minutes. You could do it for 20 minutes. You could do it for an hour if you want to. You're just going to sit, focus on your breathing and whatever thoughts come up throughout that meditation, you're going to let them float by without getting attached to them or without giving meaning to those thoughts. Okay. Because then that's how the nervousness and the, and the, the anxiety starts to come in. Okay. So this cloud meditation works really, really well for the mental agitation uh, symptom.
Tip number four is body work. Okay. So this one is specifically for the muscle inflammation part. Okay. So I'm going to give you some tips on what kind of body work I like to do when I, when I, when my muscles are inflamed or I'm feeling this, this ascension symptom. The first one, the first tip, um, the first type of body work that I love to use is self massage. So I will literally just grab some oil. I have some great massage oils, or you can even just use pure coconut oil and I will just lather them on my body and I will just gently start to massage my body in a very relaxing way. I'm not putting too much pressure. I'm just feeling what the muscle is telling me. If the muscle is telling me that it wants a little bit more pressure, I'll squeeze a little bit harder. If the muscle is really tender and it just wants gentle touch, I'll, I'll do that. But I love to practice self-massage as a way to start helping the physical body unlock the, the blocked energy that's causing the physical symptom in the first place. Okay. So self-massage is, is my go-to when I'm having any kind of muscle issue. The second body work technique that I love using is gentle stretches. And I actually use gentle stretching every day in my, in my nightly routine. So it's not even just when I'm having ascension symptoms, but it works particularly well when your muscles are super, super inflamed and you can't do much with them. So I love to do just gentle gentle, long stretches where, where I, I'll stay in the stretch for at least a minute and I'll just stay there nice and long stretch. The gentle stretches will help the muscle tissue elongate. And as muscle tissue elongates, it'll start to, you'll help the body free up that, that pent up energy. Okay. So there's another tip. Another one that I love using is an actual massager, a mechanical massager. I have one at home and I will use it, but the mechanical massagers, they tend to be very forceful. So they cause a lot of vibration in the body. And so I tend to use my massager only when I'm feeling like my muscles are tight, but not super, super inflamed where they're so tender to the touch that if I put the massager on there, it's going to hurt too much. You don't want to hurt the muscles. So I'll usually use my massager when my muscles are feeling tight, but not inflamed. Okay. So you're going to have to feel this for you, but get yourself a massager. Very simple. You can get a cheap one on Amazon and just start using it on your body. The vibration of the massager will help release those energy blocks blockages and it'll make your, your muscles feel much better. Tip number five. And the last one that I want to talk about is affirmation work. Okay. So affirmation work, it works particularly well with the mental agitation because it's really just helping you calm your system down. The more you use affirmations or this beautiful, soothing self-talk, the calmer your body gets, the calmer your system gets. Okay. So you can write down your own affirmations. What we're going for really is self-soothing. We want to have affirmations that calm us down and soothe our system. So you can come up with your own affirmations, or I'll leave you a list of affirmations that I love to work with when it comes to this kind of calming down mental agitation and ascension symptoms. Okay. So here they go. All is well. I'm transforming from a caterpillar to a butterfly. My body is well and cared for. I gentle myself to assist my body right now. I am loved through this process. 
Now I have a little pro tip here. So ding, ding pro tip when working with these affirmations is as you're working with the affirmations and you're repeating them, whether you use all the affirmations that I just, that I just listed, or maybe you pick one or two that you want to work with per day and you work with that affirmation and you repeat it over and over as you're repeating the affirmation, the pro tip is to add gentle self touch as you're doing that. This really, really works in combination to kind of calm the system and bring it down to a lot more peace and stability. Now, speaking of affirmations, if you want to go deeper on how to work with affirmations, why they're so important, how to design your own and just go deeper on affirmations. I shot a whole video on that and I'll leave a link in the description box below so you can watch after this one. Now I want to hear from you. Let me know in the comments below if you're feeling these two Ascension symptoms that I talked about in this video, I want to hear all about it. Click here to subscribe to my YouTube channel or head over to my website where you can download my popular free guided meditations. And don't forget these videos that I discussed in this one. That'll be great for you to continue viewing. All right, beautiful soul. That's it for me. I love you. I'm out.